The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teladano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Absolutely. We have Jasmine Crockett. <clears throat> Welcome. Thank and you so much. I'm excited to be here with y'all. She's the U.S. representative from Texas 30th con- uh, Congregational District, or Congressional District, I should say. How are you this morning, Welcome. ma'am? I'm good. I was just having a conversation about you. I mean, cause, uh, I was talking to my good sister, Amanda Seals, and she brought your yes. name up. Yes, yep. yes, 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 my sis. Yep. Yeah, she's going hard. Uh, Amanda is really doing the, the people's work, as far as I'm concerned, right? Mm-hmm. Because Amanda has leaned in and said, listen, there's certain things that I don't know about politics. So if I don't know these things, I got to make sure that I'm communicating to the people that follow me so that they can better be informed about what's going on. So she will pick up the phone and give me a quick call uh, when she's got questions. Because I feel like you need people like her to be translators, right? Absolutely. Because I've always felt like the messaging from the Democratic Party sucks. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's, she, that's the nice way of putting it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's been able to translate it uh, in, in a very digestible way for people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just one of those things. I say the Democrats love to write a thesis. Yes. When really, when when it comes to the Republicans, they like, uh-uh, what are note cards? Like, what are cliff notes? Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to do. People are busy trying to figure out how they're going to keep a roof over their head, keep food in their bellies, keep gas in the car, and we're giving out what 
literally looks like bills half the time. We're mm-hmm. telling them, you know, thousands of pages of stuff and people are saying, uh uh-uh, uh 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 give me the top lines because That's I right. gotta get to work. And so I think it is important to make sure that you have really good ambassadors that are delivering the message, but they are also delivering it in a very accurate way. Because we know that there's a ton of misinformation and disinformation that's mm-hmm. out in these streets. I always tell people that sometimes you have to explain it like you're talking to a child because sometimes yeah. you, people don't know under, uh, don't necessarily understand politics. Right? Absolutely. And when we're in school, a lot of times we take those classes just to get through it because yeah. we're more concerned with our major. Absolutely. What got you into politics? Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, I need my head checked. Uh, but... No, for me, you know, I actually practice law. So mm-hmm. I've been licensed, I think, at this point for about 18 years in Texas, Arkansas, and federal courts. And as I was walking into court, whether it was the civil rights cases or the criminal defense cases, I would walk in and I would say, this system is not working. Like, mm-hmm. when you walk in and you know that you're going to lose because the laws that are on the books don't work for people that look like me and you, then I'm like, something has to be done. And maybe it's because the lawmakers just don't understand what they're doing. Now, I found out that they absolutely don't understood they, they yeah they know what they're doing i was the green one but that's what drove me into politics and uh my very first race uh for the state house in texas oddly enough a man by the name of george floyd ended up being killed between my primary and my runoff mm-hmm. and when i was running initially i said we're in the midst of a modern day civil rights movement and mm-hmm. people thought that i was like being extra when i said that mm-hmm. But ultimately, like when he ended up being killed, I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like if we don't start to understand how these systems work, who puts the police chief in charge? Who writes the policies right. for the police chiefs? Who makes the laws that allow for them to kill us and then face no retribution? Like who does that? And so when I ended up participating in so many of the protests and when I would go out there, I was like, what's the best role I can play? Keeping people out of jail. Mm -hmm. So I represented over 600 people pro bono during those protests and no one ended up with a conviction that I helped. And so I made sure we got people out of jail. I made sure I told them Mm -hmm. what the law was and I made sure I told them, now, how do we go from policy or how do we go from protesting to policy and ultimately that's why uh i think i was successful and i think that you know we have to have more people that didn't grow up saying i'm going into politics but we have to have more people that say you know what something is wrong Mm -hmm. with my community and i need to step up to the plate so what's your job in politics if somebody would say well what is jasmine crockett's job what do you do black congresswoman (laughs) yeah that's Mm -hmm. what i am Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding with that. No, so my job is to write the laws. We write the laws for mm-hmm. the entire country. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, the biggest thing that we do is we hand out money. Mm-hmm. We we are the ones, and that's what we're not doing right now. When everybody's like, oh, the government is about to shut down. What does the shutdown mean? That means that we're about to stop delivering money. So we are supposed to appropriate all the money. So when people say, hey, we got to pay our taxes, whether it's corporate taxes, personal taxes, whatever monies we actually collect into the Treasury, we have to then disseminate that money. So when people are saying, hey, we don't have money coming to our community Actually, you may have money coming to your community. The question is, what are the people that are in receipt of that money doing with the money? Right. Mm -hmm. So in a state like Texas, a lot of times we say, listen, Greg Abbott, he's not about this life. And so what we need to do is work around him. We need to make sure that those county executives and make sure that those city elected officials get the money because we can't trust our governor to do what he's supposed to do as we appropriate that money. So a lot of times it's a combination. You know, most people want to show up for one race, right? Like they'll show up for the presidential, they'll vote for president. 
and then they don't show up for city council, mm-hmm. chances are somebody like me, I'm collecting the money and I'm sending it down and I'm saying, hey, this is what it needs to be used for. Or for instance, uh, one of the great bills that most people haven't really zoned in on that the Democrats as well as the president signed into law was the Infrastructure Act. So we've all saw we all saw what happened in Flint, Michigan. We mm-hmm. all know what happened. We also know what happened down in Jackson, Mississippi with their water. Mm-hmm. So this administration, the Biden Harris administration said, listen, what we're gonna do is make sure we start addressing environmental injustice issues, whether it's the air, the water, or the soil, because it's literally killing people every single day that look like us. And so what can, they've can done I say is something real yeah. quick. Go ahead. What you said just now is absolutely true. I understood what you said. But how come Democrats can't say, Flint, we're gonna fix the dirty water? Flint, we're going to make sure y'all got clean water. Flint, we made sure y'all got clean water. This bill makes sure y'all got not, clean now water. I, I agree with that. They're mm-hmm. they not doing that. But it, it is a combination of things, right? Mm-hmm. So the presidential administration, they got to do their part. But mm-hmm. also congressional. Mm-hmm. So when I show up, like, I've delivered millions of dollars to my community. My community is a majority, ma- majority minority district. So mm-hmm. almost 80% of my district is black or brown. And so what I've done is we got the big fake chicks. We call all the media. <laughs> Listen, we do. Like, keep it simple. I mean, seriously, you got to keep it simple, right? <clears throat> I bring my EPA administrator out, and I say, y'all are getting this money because of this bill and because of the president and the vice president. And I tell them, and and we're doing amazing things, but the thing is, we as members, we also have to carry some of that water because it's only so many places that the president and the vice president can get to, right? Right. So it is a team effort. I just don't know that like we all get on the same page. I, I don't know. We have issues. And by the way, I, that, that right there is such a simple thing a president could say or a vice president could say so people can point to and say this is what the administration Absolutely. has done. I don't need to know all the minutiae of the bill. Absolutely. I don't need to know everything in there. The yeah. water getting clean because yeah. of this. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. And the bill was like over a thousand pages. Wow. Exactly. So exactly. Right. Man. Yeah. And you just need the top lines. So we spoke about the president. What, what's your thoughts on Biden? You know, a, a lot of black people are not effing oh, with him right I know. now. I know. Not riding with him. I know. And necessarily don't even want to vote I, on him. I know. They're so not coming back. I know. I know. I know. I know. They're not coming back. It's What's stressing me out. It's stressing me out. Listen, it's stressing me out because, you know, I have direct access to the president, obviously. And I almost wish everyone could have a real sit down with the president, like a one on one and a real sit down with the vice president. I'm going to be real because it's just one of those things that most people don't have access to. And I'm going to be honest with you about this. Trump was amazing at propaganda. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we got the stimulus checks, they were delayed because he said, I want to put, put my, my sig- I want to put my signature on it. Mm-hmm. Now, now Trump wasn't the one that said, hey, this is what we need to do for the people. It was the Democratic House, the Democratic Senate that passed the legislation. He didn't even initiate it. He just signed it into law. Right. But he was like, this is a good opportunity. The problem is that it's exactly what you just said. Like, we need a president that's going to go around and brag on himself. He needs to be bragging about the fact he and his VP who graduated from a HBCU needs to be bragging about the fact that they actually have given more money to HBCUs than Trump ever did. But you know what Trump did? He sat back. He took a picture with all the HBCU presidents. presidents right. So everybody's like, oh, Trump gave. Nope, 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 nope. Let's let's be real about this. This actually was the result of a bill that was signed into law by a Republican, by a Bush. And ultimately, this was a reauthorization. In the reauthorization, he actually wanted to zero out the HBCUs. But a black woman out of North Carolina 
my colleague, Alma, she said, oh, this is not what we going to do. And so she fought for it. She was able to get the money back in. So once he signed it back into law, he was like, well, let's take a picture. Like, we have to do some of the gimmicky things, the things that will allow people to see and visualize. But let me tell you something. Oh, y'all do gimmicky things. It's just whack shit. Like when they kneeling down in kente cloth. You know, in, 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 in Congress, like that's nobody asked for that. I, 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 you know I, I wasn't part of that, so don't, <laughs> don't, don't loop me in. Don't, don't loop me in with okay. that. You know what I'm saying? Because I do try to have conversations. You know, I just had a conversation about Cardi B and her and what she has said. Like mm-hmm. behind closed doors, I think that is one of the benefits of having some of the younger members or the members that haven't really been ingrained in politics like that, because we can translate and say, hey. We need to work on the messaging on this because this is what's out in the streets. But back to the president, we have two options. We have one person that, hey, a lot of people say isn't perfect. And this is what we do in this country is we are always searching for perfection, whether it's in our preacher at church or whether Mm -hmm. it's in our president. And the reality is that none of us is perfect. I promise you, while I believe that my district loves me, there are some people that definitely don't agree with me Mm -hmm. on certain things. That's just what it is in life. We don't agree with our spouses on everything in life. Right. And so. We don't necessarily have to agree with this president on everything. But let me tell you something. He at least is not a danger. My concern is the fact that Trump is an actual threat and danger to us, whether it's our democracy. This is somebody that sat back and said on day one, I'm going to be a dictator. Do we not understand what it means to have a dictatorship Mm. like in this country, in the land of the free? And let's talk about like when we really look at his homies on the Republican side, we've seen the dysfunction in the Republican House. We've seen what they want to do. All they have is chaos. And so until somebody comes at me and tells me, hey, this is a policy issue that Trump is trying to bring forward. He ain't brought no policies to the table. He won't even debate because he knows that he doesn't have a stance. The only thing that he's trying to do is make sure he can stay out of prison. And listen, I, I can appreciate the hustle. I can Right. But the reality is that we have always been subjected to the prison system in this country and he should not be above the law. And that's the only reason that he's trying to get back. So I agree with everything that you just said. I mean, I get it. But you like it's not changing. No, I agree with everything you said, but it's still the Democrats fault. And 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 I'll tell you why. (laughs) There's also a third option. The third option is the couch. You got got Trump, the criminal, Biden, the coward. And you got the couch. I, I'm gonna argue the couch that the, might win. I, I, I argue that the couch means that Trump wins. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I so I, I argue that like it may be three options, but we still we got two out of three yeah. comes up with Trump, and I think that that's a problem. And for everyone, a lot of people don't think Biden is mentally able. To oh, that's that, now that's I don't, that's, I don't, I don't that's agree percept- with that. Now, the, I mean, the reason they say that is because we've seen so many things of of it seems like early signs of dementia, right? And anybody who's been around anybody that has dementia, when you start seeing things like that, it brings you back to those moments. Now, when he's not in those moments, yeah, he seems fine. But it's those moments that scare you because anybody that knows somebody in dementia, it comes fast and it comes without with time. So you're talking about another four years and four years, you know, showing... He's not getting no younger. He needs to just step aside. That's three hours. He, he's, he's not getting any younger. None, of, none of us are getting any younger. But, I, might, I might add. And I'm sure you've seen but, some of the things that say, people have been talking about. No, 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 but I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Congresswoman, does oh. he need to step aside? No. I'm not going to say that. He needs to step aside. We, we going to lose. We going to lose. Said, we, we for sure going to lose if we don't have Joe. He said there's 50 other people in the Democratic Party he thinks could beat Trump. He said that. So if there's 50 other people he thinks he could be that could be Trump, he needs to step aside. Listen, I'm going to tell y'all this. First of all, it's not going to happen. 
because we have deadlines. Like, for instance, my filing deadline is going to be on Monday in Texas. Like, you don't have time. But if he steps you don't down, have time. if he steps down, they have to change the rules. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. He will still be on the ballot. It's just like people die and still end up on the ballots because, Man. like, the rules are the rules. So the reality is that we don't have time to even get somebody onto all these ballots, not to mention the amount of money that it takes to run campaigns. Like, it is just not realistic. And And here's the deal. We have a president that has accomplished so much. And so right now, everybody like, well— Forget the accomplishments. The rea- they need to start selling and telling in a very like short sentence exactly what they've accomplished. When is it that somebody is say like excelled and then people say, "Well, step aside because you old"? Because that's essentially what it amounts to. And I hear you on what you're saying. Well, not about but, old. Old has nothing to do with it. It's, but we it's, talked about him not getting younger. It's a dem- it's, for me. I said it's the dementia of what I've seen. Like this, like my dad the is dementia. Of what it's, I it's, 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 it's early dementia of what I see. <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna like, tell my you dad's this. 88 years old. He's considered old, but he has no signs of dementia. He's he can run he could jump he could do everything he could think straight but my mother-in-law who had who passed away from dementia was a totally different story and it was one of those things we could have a great conversation on monday on tuesday she didn't know who i was i'm taking an old president versus fascism any day that that part as well as when did we get to the point in a country where we think that it's okay to have somebody who's not facing one but 91 and 91 felony like i mean like seriously like Mm -hmm. There is no, to me, I don't understand why it's even a debate because there used to be a time in this country you couldn't even be accused of something way in less facts. significant. But I will tell you about your comments on the dementia because I don't want you to think that I'm ducking it at all. Mm-hmm. I've not seen anything that makes me think that. What I think people forget is the fact that the president actually has overcome um, a speaking impediment. So people forget the fact, they forget Joe's story. They forget the fact that he actually has a speaking impediment that he actually went through, um, I think, speech therapy to try to overcome. And I personally believe like it's not a matter of like you're able to necessarily change that. You learn how to work around it. Mm -hmm. And I believe what people are seeing is a result of the fact that he is getting older and those skills that he's used to kind of overcome some of that Mm -hmm. is starting to seep back in. That is personally what I believe that I'm seeing. But as somebody who, listen, I I just told my staff because they got an event that they want to do. And I was like, y'all know I hate these picture lines, right? Like, they're probably mad that I just said that uh, on the radio. But, like, we have to do these picture lines. Wait, what's a picture line? It basically, you know, when you have an event, then everybody wants to take oh, the pictures. Oh, a lot of people waiting for a picture. Yes, and so you don't get to enjoy the event because you're just standing there, you're taking pictures the whole time, everybody else is mingling. So the White House, I think, has over 30-something Christmas parties. Absolutely. And we just had the members Christmas party. So they separate them into different. The media had one. The the members just had ours on Monday. Black media, because I went to the black media one last year. So, so I love saying no to those. The, <laughs> I love it. I live for it. They're, they're, they're a good time. You Never. should you should do just Never. just to do. OK, fine. So anyway, <laughs> so but literally they were standing there for hours. And I remember somebody like staff was like, President, do, do you do you need a break? He was like, nope, I'm good. Like, he never got mm-hmm. to mingle, and he was up there for, I couldn't do it. I yeah. don't like to do it for an hour. So those are the things that people don't see is the behind mm-hmm. the scenes and how, I mean, this man wakes up early, he works late, and, you know, I remember the only time I've been into the Oval Office, he brought a small group of us in, and he was talking to us. And when I tell you that he can remember stuff mm-hmm. back way, way long ago, 
and I probably can't tell you what happened about two, three years ago. I'm like that. I mean, I can't give him credit for that. I, I, I mean, I'm just saying, man, like he man's really been alive since 1901. <laughs> he has memories from. So me. what I'm, so <laughs> what I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to do. I'm not going to do. I also want to point out why everybody wants to talk about our president is old. We got old versus old. I just want to. I just want to be true. clear about that. But okay. You, you know the other problem. Yep. They and both I, AARP. Like they, I just let's let's be honest. Absolutely. And, and I talked about this on the Daily Show this week. The other problem is. Democrats have demonized every Republican candidate forever. Since I can remember, everybody you was think so? yes, everybody was the person that's going to end democracy. <laughs> everybody was the person that was going to usher in fascism. Everybody was the, everybody they've demonized everyone. John McCain, Mitt Romney, any George Bush. I remember when George Bush literally was like the antichrist to people. I know. Now him and Michelle hugged up every time <laughs> you see them. So it's like now when it, there is actually a threat, nobody believes you cuz that's all Democrats ever sell is fear. I, well, I think that the Republicans still fear more than anybody. Of the, of the other side, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I will agree. I think that what we've seen is we've seen politics shift, right? So we never thought we would have a Trump. And so, yeah, in that time, a Mitt Romney or a George Bush was extreme, right? But now we've got people that have literally said no to reproductive access. We have people that are under federal indictments or felony indictments. I mean, my attorney general is out here telling doctors that he's about to prosecute them if they abide by a court order to save a woman's life. Mm. Like, this is what we're living in. So, no, it is definitely next level when you're talking about the fact that people who should be in prison, who haven't faced their charges mm -hmm. for over seven years, are going out and trying to send other people to prison who are actually trying to do their jobs. Right now, doctors are facing up to life in prison in the state of Texas if they have anything to do with abortion, even if it is medically necessary because you had idiots that don't understand anything about medicine writing the laws for doctors to to follow and the doctors are like, we don't understand what this is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it is extreme. Um, I just think y'all, I think Democrats became the party who cried wolf. I, and you may be right. You know? I, I, I wasn't in politics back then. I mean, you may, be, <laughs> you may be right. I mean, I was voting, I was paying attention. And I, I agree, I never felt the angst. It's, it's mm -hmm. more so the angst that got me into politics. Mm -hmm. It was the fear. I remember when Trump got elected, I was researching what it would take for me to get my dual citizenship between the United States and and Canada. Because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to need to get up and out of here. What do you think I've been doing the past year? What have I been saying in this room for mm -hmm. the longest? I mean, I, That's exa I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I I'm not either. What, I already know what's about to go No, on. no, no, no. I'm not either. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was that was a fear moment for me. And a number mm -hmm. of my colleagues, especially in my current class, were like, that's when they got engaged and was like, wait a minute. Ain't nobody coming to save us. I'm going to have to step up and save us. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like I need people to understand that, like, none of us is perfect. We will never give you the policies that you believe are perfection on this planet. It's just not going to happen, especially because Democrats do believe in governing, right? In governance, that means that at some point in time, you probably have to compromise. So we will never give you exactly what you want. But what we will do is do our damnedest to make sure that you are safe in this country. And, and you know, people don't understand from a foreign policy. Like, I really just want people just one day to sit down and Google some foreign policy stuff. Mm -hmm. From a foreign policy stance, I am very concerned about our safety in this country. 
People weren't giving Tuberville a hard time as it relates to our military. Mm -hmm. And the Republicans only decided to step up once they were like, okay, this is reaching a fever pitch. We just had to authorize 400 promotions. People don't understand in the military, you reach a point in which the only way you can be promoted is if the Senate confirms you to that promotion. If you don't get promoted, then you're out. We would have lost some of our top brass at a time in which we have conflicts that are breaking out everywhere. That is a problem. That is a national security problem. People don't understand. I know people are all upset about funding Ukraine. I know mm. they upset, right? But they don't understand that we had the authority to send our stores to Ukraine. Mm. The stuff that we had to protect us. So right now we need to replenish. Mm. So a bunch of that money is to replenish our own stores of ammunition mm. right now. So it's not just about, it looks like, because the, the top line is funding, 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 and it's not kind of getting into the minutia. But we need to make sure we're safe. Mm. And people need to also understand that if Putin is successful in Ukraine, then he next most likely goes to maybe Poland. If he goes to Poland, that means that our troops, our husbands, our brothers, our sons, our sisters, our mothers, our cousins, our aunties, they're the ones that are actually going to go into war. So we are what talking are about a draft. <laughs> no, they already they already signed up. You know why they we're not? about to we're about to send our service members in. Mm -hmm. So like this is a matter of like keeping us safe as well. Like we would rather spend money and say, hey, you want to defend yourself? Yes. We want to see you take down you're, this army. You're absolutely right, but people want to eat right now. I, I if, agree with it. If, if I'm in St. Louis or I, South Carolina nope, or Texas and I, I ain't got disagree. no money. I don't disagree. I, can't, I don't got no roof over my head. I don't head, disagree. I don't care about none Eggs of that money. Eggs are $5, going orange no, juice is no, $5. No, listen, I, I, I agree with all of that, but let me tell you who the enemy to that is. It's still the Republicans. I sit on the Agriculture Committee. Right now we have the Farm Bill. The Farm Bill is where we get the SNAP benefits from. Guess who trying to cut the SNAP benefits? Republicans. Republicans. Guess how much people, I just want y'all to guess. How much do people get a day for SNAP benefits? I forgot. It's millions of dollars, though. No, no, no. One person a oh, day. one person. To eat. How much do they get? What, the $300 something? A day. They get $6 a day. $6. $6 a day is all that they're getting in SNAP benefits. And I'm having a fight with Republicans mm -hmm. that are like, it's too much money. Well, they buying popcorn. You can't do nothing with the money in the first place. They're like, well, we need to balance the budget. So I just want to be clear. We can walk and chew gum. $6 a day, we can feed people in this country for sure. And honestly, we need to be making sure that we're increasing the amount that, they were, that they're getting. Because we know how much food is costing. Sure. But right now... I'm trying to hold the line and just get the on $6 a day. We have the money to do it all. The problem is we pit people against each other. We say, well, we can't feed y'all because we're sending money off to war. No, we can actually do it both. And we are demanded to do, do it both. We have 12 appropriations bills. The Republicans can't get none of them passed because the extremists say we want to cut it all. For people that are complaining about housing, we had a bill. You know what? When they put their appropriations up, they wanted to cut 30% of HUD. 
that's where you get your housing vouchers from. But why Democrats so, don't fight for this publicly though? Like, well, like, I don't like, know. like we can't, y'all can't just fight in Congress. Like you have. To, I mean, I guess it's not sexy. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. Because it, it looks like Democrats are always just laying down and rolling over and letting Republicans just run all over them. That's I, why I get it. That's why you go viral when you call the GOP out and call them a bunch of mm. asshole Republicans, yeah. which yeah. you did. Yeah. Why did you do that? Because they are. What you mean? <laughs> I know, but what was the specific thing that made you, that, I mean, that, that, that triggered you that day and said, nah, I'm tired of this. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, when I sit there, the oversight committee is where all the drama is. This is where the impeachment inquiry is. And, you know, it's insulting that we have idiots like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, um, Paul Gosar, uh, Jim Jordan. I mean, you just name all of the nonsense Republicans and they sit on this committee and they sit there so high and mighty and they talk noise constantly. And they're like, oh, the Biden crime family. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Have you met the Trumps? Like, mm-hmm. I, like, who is it that's in court every single day or every other day with something, whether it's the fraudulent businesses that he's run or whether it's his criminal issues on the state level, mm-hmm. on the federal level, and you're trying to make something out of nothing? Is this what we're doing? Is it so, nothing, though? I mean, Hunter did just get indicted on nine yeah. new tax charges. Okay, okay. All right, so we also... Okay, okay, so we, okay, so we gonna we go to Hunter. We see him on video listen, smoking Listen, crack. listen, listen, <laughs> listen to me. Now, okay. I don't know if it's a crime I'm, family. I'm gonna say, okay. But he's so, committed some crimes. Okay, well... Well, allegedly. The, the, okay, there we go, because yeah. I'm the criminal defense allegedly. attorney. But I will say this. He has been charged for paying his taxes late or filing his taxes late. Talk that talk. Not, not now, now. I, I don't know. Maybe all your listeners that are listening in now have always paid their taxes on time. Yeah, but, uh, but, I've, but I've, I've seen too many of but, us go to jail for that. For taxes? Hell yeah. We, we don't normally, listen, people don't normally get caught. Uh, they, Wesley they Snipes, Fat Joe. But Wesley Snipes didn't pay. I don't think he paid taxes. But he never paid, I don't Yeah, think, he never allegedly. paid. But, but here's the deal. And Fat Joe, I think there was but, a problem. His accountant did something wrong. And, and I thought it went in late, too. I thought I think it was late. his accountant totally did something wrong. Oh. That's why he was at his accountant. But, but, but what I'm talking about is like everyday people. There are people, everyday people that don't get charged with this. Like, this is very rare. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the time you sit down and they say, okay, I got busy, or okay, I didn't have this, or okay, my accountant this, or whatever, and they work it out. And Hunter has paid his due. And listen, I as a criminal defense attorney, I got a lot of parents that would be in jail right now if they was getting caught up for what their kids did. So I'm not saying mm-hmm. that Hunter is guilty or not guilty. What I am saying is that he's presumed innocent until, right? Absolutely. So that's that part. But that's his son, right? So, like, how is it that his son, who he did not put into position, unlike Trump, he took his whole family and was like, y'all gone and come into the administration. We know that his son-in-law did not have the ability to get a top security clearance. I don't know why or what was in his background that prevented him. And Trump overrode that. That was a national security threat in and of itself. And even as we talk about, again, these conflicts that currently exist. We know that this dude was keeping this stuff in his bathroom at Mar-a-Lago and on the stage and all this other kind of stuff. Biden, and had, rec- show- Biden had classified documents too. He did. He did have them, right? But what happened when they asked for him back? He gave them up. He gave them up. Yeah. And in fact, but he, still he decided. Had them, I, but, I, I, but, I know people do that argument and they be like, well, he gave them back, but he still took them from wherever he took no, them. No, 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 no. And, and, I, and, I, and I, don't, I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. But this is. 
a lot of people take things home. And he had stuff from when they, he was a senator. So that's people 90 take the, years. No, and, up, and, the, and the stuff that you're going to have as a senator is not going to be the same stuff that you're going to have as a president. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like the level, is like there's levels to this. So the things that he's going to have as a senator are not going to be the same level. But the reality is that people do take stuff home. Now, I try to leave everything at, you know, work. And most of the time, I don't get anything that's that sensitive anyway. When we go in and we're giving briefings, they're like, we're taking your phones, we're taking your headsets, we're taking everything, we're taking your watch. Mm -hmm. We go in for those security briefings, and we're not supposed to talk about exactly what happened in those briefings. So there's very little that we're given on paper. But as a president, you definitely are given so much more. So, number one, the level of secrecy and harm that could be caused by what Biden had which was from when he was in the Senate, as well as when he was vice president, completely different level than the access that you have as a president. In addition to that, we know that Trump was walking up out the White House and literally was like, I'm taking my documents with me. Like this was a very intentional taking afterwards versus an unintentional taking. And it's the same thing that we do with anything else in law. We look at the intent of something, the mens rea. We look at was this intentionally or normally, was this reckless or was this careless and negligent those are the standards what trump did was very intentional mm-hmm. what biden did was very unintentional and the way another thing that we know is that when somebody said yo we think you got some documents biden said listen go in look for whatever y'all want to look for and take it what trump did he said now, now cut the cameras uh make sure you delete the footage like mm-hmm. he, he was absolutely trying to hoard it and hide it And he was going out and he was bragging and he was showing these secret documents to people. And literally it put us in harm's way as well as some of our allies. I still have questions about who he showed what to and whether or not some of the conflicts that we see that exist right now are a result of his mishandling. Mm -hmm. That is very unnerving to me. And what people don't understand is that there are conflicts that are taking place in places like Africa. We've got conflicts in Sudan. We've got people that have forgotten what happened with the Haitians. And when the Haitians were trying to come in as migrants, it was my governor that had um, officers on horses that were whipping them and acting like, you know, this was slavery yet again. But people don't say, well, why were the Haitians trying to get up here? They forget that the president had been murdered. Right. And so like, but, you know, I don't know how many people was trying to stand with the Haitians, which I feel a way about. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many people um, are really trying to stand with the Sudanese people Mm -hmm. and and all that. So what did the Biden administration do about that, though, when it came to the Haitian? Okay, so now you so now you you can say nothing. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay to say nothing. They didn't do anything. They didn't do nothing. It's okay. Yeah. Do you think Hunter Biden being (laughs) indicted on the nine new tax charges is political? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's already listen, we we know that he already had indictments that he was facing for basically the same thing. Um, And and what we typically do, if I put on my my legal hat Mm -hmm. is you work out a deal. Mm -hmm. You work out a deal and you say, listen, we will do X, Y, Z in exchange for this. And it cleans everything up. I never work a deal where I'm only going to resolve one issue. I work it all out because who wants to keep having to go back and back and back or whatever. Now, granted, it was the judge that blew the deal up, which judges can always decide if they're going to accept or reject. But I think it's a little disingenuous of the DOJ 
in general to say, all right, well, it's a free-for-all now. You know what I mean? This isn't, you know, like George Santos, right? Like, for instance, this dude was like, no, I ain't taking your deal, right? He had nine counts. So the AUSA comes back and was like, okay, if we gonna have to try it, then we gonna try it, bro, right? So superseding indictment. Now you got 23, 23 counts. This wasn't that type of situation. You had someone who said, I am accepting responsibility. I am willing to do what needs to be done to mm-hmm. fulfill the requirements and moving on. So I, I think that, you know, it's a little different. And I do think that it's politics. Um, but, you know, this is what we this is the world we living in. It's an election cycle. Them, so. them talking about impeaching Biden is definitely politics. Oh, my God. They've said that. Mm-hmm. They, I, yeah. I forgot what you guys said, it, but he literally said, I'm doing this to be able to give President Trump that's all it for is. when they bring up yeah. his impeachment. Yeah. So see, I see, I, and see, I believe the problem is they normalize so much of Trump's criminal behavior yep. that when they finally decided to take some action, it all looks political. Yeah. So everything looks political. Looks like yeah. a witch hunt. It all, all, yeah. I mean, all, but I'm saying all of it. Mm-hmm. Like we know what it is. We know why Republicans are talking about impeaching Biden. Right. We know why Hunter Biden got indicted. Right. And on the flip side. When the people that are actually committing the crimes, when things happen to them, it all looks like a tit for tat. Yeah. So we, the American people, don't know what's what and who's who. So you can't tell me this person is a criminal when this person is getting charged, too. You can't tell me this yeah. person is a bad guy for getting impeached when they're talking about impeaching them, too, because all yeah. I hear is the wording. Yeah. Yeah. Because what they're trying to do is they are they are trying to act as if they're the same. And yeah. they're not. They're not. There's a huge difference. But they look the same to the American people. They do look the same. Mm-hmm. But, like, what I need people to to remember is I remember very vividly when Trump said he could go and shoot somebody in broad daylight yeah. and get away with it. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. And essentially that's what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. He'd been shooting his shot all over this country, acting a fool and basically dared people to come for him. And guess mm-hmm. what? It's, it took a lot of black folk and, and they mad, yep. right? Three out of four of the prosecutors that are going after Trump are black. Right. There are other prosecutors in this country that could be going for his neck as well. We just saw some fake, ele- fake electors in another state that ended up entering into an agreement with the prosecution. Those fake, ele- fake electors were a part of a larger scheme. They didn't go after Trump, though. It's like not going after the dope dealer, but instead mm-hmm. going after the dude that's on the corner. Mm-hmm. Like this needs to stop. And so it took a black blood. woman in Georgia. Mm-hmm. It took a black woman in New York. It took a black man in New York to say enough is enough mm-hmm. because they ain't never questioned coming for us. But now it's like we want to tiptoe around. In fact, he should be in jail right now. I don't care what nobody say. But anybody who's ever dealt with the criminal justice system or even any legal system knows that there is a decorum in court. There are certain things that you can't do. You can't be out here threatening the judge. No one would dare to no do way. that. No, no, right? Because no. you already know you are going to be locked up. But they don't ever do it. That's what All I'm saying. All the stuff you're saying so, is so, absolutely true, Representative. I, I, I get it, but but, but I if, do, there's no action behind guess, it. Guess guess who gonna do it if it happens? If if he goes to jail for contempt of court mm-hmm. or violating a gag order, it's going to be the black woman be in black D.C. Because everybody else is like, whoa, right? It's going to be the black woman in D.C. And when he beco- if he becomes president, which I pray he doesn't. I pray he doesn't either. Guess who's going to prison? All those black women you just named. <laughs> you know this, though. I mean, I, I'm saying, but it's really that serious. It's, really, it's, really, uh, it's really that serious. He's already said it. He has. He's told you he what he's going to do to his critics 
And his political opponent. He has, but uh, I'm I'm gonna keep the faith and uh, I'm a I'm a hope and pray on that one. You think with George Santos, you think the Congress should have came before the courts in that situation? I I think that we did what was right for sure. You- I absolutely do because because here's the deal: what what people don't understand is that we have our own systems in place as mm-hmm. well, and so we have our system. You don't necessarily have to be facing criminal charges. Um, to go before ethics and for ethics to deliver an opinion and to do an investigation. George Santos refused to resign. Mm-hmm. We've had people historically resign for way less. But he decided, nope, who going to check me, boo? Like, y'all going to have to kick me out. And I don't know if this was about him getting an unemployment check because y'all know that was part of his issue was the unemployment fraud. And so I guess he say, listen, y'all going to see me fired publicly. And so I can collect my check. I don't know. I don't know what his thought process was. Um, but... It's I I do think that the right thing was done because he was accused of things that were associated with him being in office. They were associated with him um, seeking office and they conducted their own investigation. He was given an opportunity to defend himself. He failed to participate. That is due process. Due process doesn't necessarily have to be a criminal trial. Because due process is simply that I am making an allegation. It can be a civil allegation, but you have to be given an opportunity to defend yourself. He was given that opportunity. They had thousands upon thousands of pages of evidence against him, and they came to a conclusion in a bipartisan way of the facts in that case, and they were absolutely egregious, and he shouldn't be serving. You think it's going to set a bad precedent? Because now you see... Fetterman coming after Menendez, and you see they just censored Jamal Bowman. You think that's going to set a precedent to where? Well, they, I mean, listen, now nah, nah, they, they didn't censored and censored and censored. to They didn't water down what a censor is supposed to be, um, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that it sets a bad precedent because I don't know that we will ever have another person in Congress that will be half as egregious. As George Santos. There's people that's worse, mm-hmm. though, especially in the Republican Party. As far as, like, who they are as people, yes. But as far as committing crimes that are specifically associated okay. with them being in office, no. And that's the thing. Like, representation looks like electing the person that you feel like represents you. Unfortunately, Georgia feels like Marjorie Taylor Greene is a good representation of them. They feel mm-hmm. like Matt Gates. Now, there are there is a rumor that they are really trying to um, work through the Matt Gates stuff because they're still very upset with him. I don't know what they're going to do with that. But, you know, he was facing some very serious allegations. They weren't necessarily tied to his office. But, you know, rape is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And so, you know, ultimately they decided not to move forward with criminal charges for um, the, the child sexual rape allegations that he had against him. I don't it know. Looked, it looked hypocritical though, because you've had you got both presidential candidates who got accusations too. Well, but I'm well, but I'm saying candidates. We got a president who has accusations, and a candidate Trump who has accusations. So, but the the difference with Matt Gates, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So Matt Gates, ultimately, they decided no criminal charges. So I think that they'll be in a weird space, depending on what they have. Like I don't know what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the January sixth commission. Like they were unable, they were able to find out a lot of things that weren't known. I don't know if Trump would be facing um, his criminal charges, but for January 6th, right? So I don't know if ethics has received additional information or something like that, and it still may end up 
um, causing an issue for Matt Gates down the line. But Matt Gates is still there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that the, the precedence is still in in place because he does have the allegations, but he's not been brought up to be kicked out by Democrats or Republicans. No one has tried to censor him. No one has tried to expel him. And I don't anticipate that anything would happen unless and until there actually was an investigation where he was given an opportunity again to defend himself. And I think, again, for Santos, it was the fact that he literally, I mean, he had one of his colleagues go off because he had ran his credit card up for $10,000. So one of his own Republican colleagues was like, bro, like you did it to me. Like, so yeah, like it was very personal. Like I gave you my credit card information because I was supporting your candidacy and you ran it up going to, I don't know what he, yeah, yeah, I'm assuming that's where he went on that one. Yeah. I got got two more questions. Do you think the Democratic Party is making the same mistake with Biden that they made with RBG? Ooh, that is a very interesting way to uh, phrase it. Um, listen, I'm riding with Biden. That's <laughs> we have no other option. We if, have no other option. If I mean, Trump wasn't running, would you be riding with Biden? Or would you be calling for Biden to step aside? I, I wouldn't be calling for him to step aside mm-hmm. only because literally this guy has a great track record. Mm-hmm. Again, who's looking at fixing the water in Flint? Can he win? Biden. Though? I agree with you. He the track record is there, but can he win? I, can he win next year in a general election? Can Biden and Harris win? Are they still a winnable ticket? I think they are. Mm. I think they are. I think that we got a lot of work to do. And I think that, you know, we tripping if we feel like we got this thing in the bag. I don't think we should ever underestimate the power of Trump and his cult. We should never do that. Right. And I also think that it's important for people that have historically um, felt like they were left out, ignored or just taken for granted I think it's important that we have the conversations with those communities and tell them that, no, 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 we are fighting for you. Like I just said, most people don't know $6 a day and the Republicans trying to snatch it. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, no, like we can do this. Like, don't do this to us. Right. Like, or the fact that you want to make sure that housing vouchers aren't available when we're dealing with a housing crisis in this entire country. Like, no, we are trying to fight for these things. And, and listen, if you let them empower you may not have a roof over your head, for sure. You may not have food in your belly, for sure. So, like, we are fighting for these things, and it is a team effort. I think that what we do is we give too much power to the president. The president isn't a king. That's not what we have in this country. It takes an entire team. So I mm-hmm. need people to understand that they need to research who is running for the state house, so you don't end up with a George Santos because that was a democratically held seat mm-hmm. and a Democrat mm-hmm. needs to take it back. So like I need people to to say, yes, we've got the president and the vice president, but they can't get nothing done by themselves. Mm-hmm. They still need a Senate that's going to work with them. They still need a house that's going to work with them. And so we put so much focus on the president as if he is the one person that can do it all. And that's just not what it is. I need people to start putting some pressure on these members that are sitting in the U S house, as well as the U S Senate and making sure that they're researching them and they're voting for the right candidates so that we can get the right team. Because last time we had the house, we had the Senate and we had the white house. And everybody's like, why didn't y'all codify row? Like that, that's been like a major blast. Right? Because y'all had people. It was the Senate. The Senate was the problem. But it was two of y'all people constantly holding stuff up. 
in the Senate. Joe Correct. Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. And now nobody flexed on either one of them. Donald oh, Trump. I, I, I did. Did. I'm talking about Donald Trump would have mm-hmm. had a nickname for both of them. Oh, Donald Trump would have been yeah. calling them out. Donald yeah. Trump would have been putting pressure yeah. on them. Yeah, but 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 look at this. Cinema decided, let me go on and not even try to pretend I'm a Democrat no more, right? So Cinema is not running as a Democrat. Her polling is trash. And so one of my Democratic House colleagues is running against her, Ruben Gallego. He about to smash her. Like, that. that is the plan. Good. He's going to hopefully take that seat. So mm-hmm. now we got one. Joe Manchin, what he decided to do. Run for Never president. Never mind. I, well, oh, Jesus. <laughs> we president. will. Okay, we not going to. And guess what? We when he gonna... runs for president, I don't want to hear nobody that's a Democrat talk shit about him because y'all didn't talk shit about him. I did. Well, so talk, you well, said nobody. Well, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't want to. Everybody was tiptoeing around Joe for the most part. Yeah. Wouldn't call him out when he was blocking every single agenda. In the Biden administration, but when he, when he runs for president, everybody gonna try to demonize him, act like he's a bad guy. Don't do that now. I, well, I, I'm gonna be consistent. I'm gonna hear him out. He knows he's not. <laughs> Representative, we appreciate you for joining us. <laughs> Representative Jasmine Crockett, thank you so much. How can people follow if they want to follow you? Yes. So my official accounts are at Rep Jasmine R E P J A S M I N E, and my campaign accounts, which is where I do most of the tweeting. <laughs> Um, that is Jasmine for us. Now, okay. Jasmine, uh, Rep- Congresswoman Jasmine is one of the dope ones, man. That's right. If you if you pay attention, she's one of the dope ones. You're one of the people Thank that I'm you. glad is actually in the position that you're in. Like, people like you should be the future of democracy, but probably won't be because we won't have a democracy. Yeah. Not if not if y'all let Trump back. Yep. It's over. <laughs> it's All over. Right. Well, there you have it. It's The Breakfast Club. It's Representative Jasmine Crockett. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumber5Casino.com. High Five Casino. Even though Tariq St. Patrick was betrayed and almost taken out last season, He's not totally on his own in the final season of Power Book 2, Ghost. For better or for worse, his partner in the drug game, Braden Weston, is his ride or die, and it's them against the world. But when Braden goes all in on this life, Tariq has to wonder, is there really room for both of them at the top? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app.
There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. 